So you've grown your business and got a team which feels fantastic until they start needing time off for vacation, sickness, training, or whatever else. And you end up doing their job as well as trying to do your own. Tune into today's podcast as we discuss how damaging having to fill gaps is for your business and how you can front foot this frustrating problem. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Howdy team, it's Tony Fraser-Jones here, the host of the Pof- Profitable Tradie Podcast. Got that right there, Phil. How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, always good. That's the good. Profitable, profitable Tradie Profcast. Trading profcast. Yeah. I apologise there, listeners. <laughs> we do our best. We do our best. What What are we getting into today, mate? Well, mate, as your team grows from like, you know, a few to four or five, up to 10, 20, 30, you know, you can find that you spend lots of time filling in gaps for when they're away from work. So, I mean, pretty common. And, you know, it could be through illness or holiday, vacation, training, bereavement, whatever. Uh, and it feels okay the first few times, but as it keeps happening, uh, as your team grows, it starts to actually be happening all the time. Uh, you know, someone's always away. So I'm sure our listeners can uh, can relate to this, especially as their teams have been growing. Uh, and really, it leaves you stretched super, super thin, and it has some super damaging consequences for your business that you may not have actually realised yet. So we're going to be digging into that today uh, and looking at how we deal with it and how we... Uh, how we move through it, really. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's actually an issue that if you're listening, once we start talking about it, it would be like, yeah, man, that's really affecting me, but you probably haven't thought about it uh, in those terms. Yeah. Uh, because it's like, well, okay, you know, John's away. Well, he'll be back next week and that'll be fine. Yeah. But then next week, you know, Jeremy's away. And then the week after that, Simon's away. And it's like, oh, <laughs> There's someone always the way. Yeah, I'm supposed yeah. to have a team, so I don't have to do all these jobs. The more team I get, the more people are away. And he, the thing is, once you have a team of say ten or twelve, there's always someone away. Well, you got a team of twelve or ten, even you know, like everyone gets four weeks annual leave a year. You have forty weeks of annual leave. I mean, like like regardless of sick or training or anything, um, there's basically a year's worth of annual leave to be accounted for. Yeah, not not to mention you know training. Uh, courses yeah, or, or whatever it, it is. Uh, so this doesn't is mean just annual leave. Actually, you did <laughs> just explain holiday, it. Mate. Just annual leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, mate. I, I know you're I right. Mate. You're yeah, right. I wasn't picking up what you. If you listen down. to what I say, then uh, yeah. Well, the trouble is, <laughs> the trouble is, you say so much, uh, and, and look, that's a good thing. I, I think, like you know, if you're paid, hey, hey, volume, hey don't don't piss in my pocket I, and tell me it's raining. I, <laughs> I was actually going to say there is some absolute gold in there. Oh, well, thanks, but man. you have to pay attention. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, like, and you got to pay attention for a long time, and that's that's where the rub th- comes. That's right. It's like you know, panning for gold. That's right. Anyway, speaking of gold, let's get back to uh, <laughs> to the episode. Sorry, so, uh, so hey, look, I think the thing is, we see this all the time with our clients, right? And it's, yeah. it's happened recently. Yeah, recently. Yeah, look, I was having a session with uh, with Graham and Michelle, uh, and they own a landscaping business. Great people, uh, and their their project manager Simon was away with uh, with the Rona, as has been happening in the last couple of years, and uh, you know, Graham. Uh, came in for a session and, you know, to be honest, he was tired and sore because he hadn't been out in the field doing the stuff for, for a few years. Mm. Uh, he looked pretty stiff, actually. And Michelle just laughed and said, well, you know, you're getting old. Graham, if you're listening, you looked fantastic. He man. does. <laughs> Fine-looking man. Yeah. Strong shoulders. Yeah. Um, good swimmer, apparently. 
Oh, really? Surfer as well. Oh, there yeah. you go. He's a good man. Anyway, uh, but yeah, project managers away. And so Graham was basically sucked back to help with some of the jobs that needed a certain you know expertise to get done. Um, but at the same time, they'd been working really hard on putting some uh, key performance indicators in place for their for their team. But, you know, last couple of weeks, no time for that because it yeah. was all about just getting out to get the job done. Uh, and, you know, Graham was like, well, this was never a problem when it was just, you know, just Paul and I. And we've been working with uh, Graham and Michelle for a number of years, and when they kicked off, there was just Graham and, and Paul. Mm. Uh, now they've got a team of 14-odd. Mm. It's always a problem now. Yeah. Yeah, and I've coined a term for this. I call it the pullback effect. I don't know if that's a good term. I mean, I'm concerned about it a little bit. Um, Let's not go there. We'll just call it the pullback effect, okay. and we'll and just say, say it with that a straight face. Yeah, with a straight face. Uh, but yeah. basically, what what it is is uh, you got a team and someone's away, and you get pulled back to fill in the gap. Yeah. Uh, or maybe maybe you've got quite a large team, and one of your you know your managers or four persons or project manager, operations manager, they get pulled back to fill in out in the field and then you get pulled back in to fix the hole that they've left and, you know, so it goes. Well, everyone just kind of gets pulled down the rungs, right? Pretty much. That's exactly what happens. You get pulled back towards uh, you're getting the, the work done out in the field. Let's call it the pullback paradox. The pullback paradox? I like that. That's, you like that? I've actually learned a little bit about this recently because one of my kids has been doing language features in English. Yeah. You got to go for the alliteration. The alliteration. Yeah. He's just been writing a speech, and he was like, "I need to get some language features in there, Dad." Oh, it's catchier with the alliteration, mate. You got pullback paradox. Yeah, there you go. I reckon you're welcome. I'll pay him ten bucks if you'll just slip that in the speech. Doesn't matter what it's about. (laughs) Just put that in there. Yeah, man. It's like the aftermatch speeches for rugby. eh? Oh, you got to drop a word. Yeah, a word in there which. Yeah, I probably won't give you some examples. Uh, No, I can think of a few. Yeah. Yeah. How you beep. anyway? How you slip it in is always an art form. A few problems we can run into, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Probably a few problems. With if this if we can't get past the pullback paradox, then, that's uh, right. That's then right. we can definitely run into some issues, and I think that issues everybody experiences, right? As 100%. you grow your business, hundred percent. So uh, the first one is that you know, your business growth actually uh, is stunted. So you're always under capacity. You're just scraping by, and there's never enough time to deal with you know business improvement projects. Yeah. Now, for example, uh, with Graham and Michelle are trying to put a, a KPI system in place for the team to drive better performance and accountability, uh, which is awesome. But that's not getting done because Graham's constantly being pulled back to fill the gaps uh, in the business because people are away. Yeah. Uh, another example might be you know you 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 have an urgent job coming, a uh, couple of tradespeople are away. You go and fix a you know damaged hot water cylinder. That's fine. Makes you a couple of grand, whatever. But the same day, you had a bunch of built, uh, you know, meetings booked with uh, some new builders that you might be able to work with. Mm. But you don't do it because you pull back to fill the gap. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's actually costing you tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially because you don't cement those relationships. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's a it's a just, it's a capacity problem. You just can't do your job because yep. you're filling the gaps for everyone else. Well, you need, sometimes you get into those uh, little loops as well, you know, where it's like I've really been uh, meaning to make that fixed price list um, so that I can save time on pricing, but I'm so busy pricing that I can't make my fixed price list. Yeah, the loop. <laughs> the loop. The you loop. never get out of it. Yeah, or, or even worse, your key operations person's away and you've got to organise all the materials for the next week. Yeah, that's it. And you don't even do the pricing, no, let alone the fixed price list. Yeah, 
Yeah. So basically, everyone gets pulled down rungs, and man, honestly, it's it's exhausting, right? It's it is exhausting. It is, and it's it's exhausting and it's frustrating because you're trying to do someone else's job. Yeah. Your job doesn't go away. Yeah. Uh, and it's frustrating because you don't, you can't get to the stuff that you want to get to. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it's almost like uh, you know, you you've told yourself you have these huge priorities, um, but you're so busy, you know, doing everyone else's priority because they're not there that your priorities don't get hit. Um, and so yeah, the business is ticking along and the operations are okay. But um, all the stuff you're super passionate about fixing just kind of sits on the back burner in, in a one day I'll get that done kind of category. Um, yeah, and this is a massive, and I think we've touched on this before in other episodes, like the recency bias. You know, there's a bias towards dealing with stuff that are that's happening now. Mm. And obviously if you've got jobs to do, they're happening now uh, and you feel like you've got to get those done and I understand that, you've got to keep the wheels turning to, to keep things happening. Mm. The stuff often you would need to work on as a business owner and as sort of the high level of stuff that takes a bit of proactiveness. And if you don't do it today, it's not going to kill you. Yeah. But it is going to rob you of your future. 100%. 100%. And it just means there's always a, always a better light in tomorrow, but uh, tomorrow never really comes, does it? Well, that's right. And it's and again, we've talked about when then thinking, oh, when, when mm. everyone's back, then I'll get on to that. That's right. And um, look, I think, you know, the thing is, is like if you're looking for your team to step up, you can't always be stepping down, so I think this is a this is a pretty important topic, right? Hundred percent. So this is the this is the thing. If you're suffering from this pull pullback paradox, mm-hmm. is uh, you have the mindset that well, th- someone's away, I need to fill the gap because I've got the skills to do it. Yeah. And when you're in that mindset, well, you know, you keep people uh, not not down, but your team kind of does what they're doing. They don't get the opportunity to actually stretch themselves up ways. Yeah. So basically, just to, for those of you a bit more visual, if you imagine a, a ladder and um, the middle rung is taken out and so you on the top rung step down to the middle, it robs the bottom rung the opportunity to step up to the middle. And, and that's really what we're, what we're talking about here is people can't step up because you step down to take, take the upward step, if that makes sense. I don't know. Mate, that's another kind of English thing you've done there, the metaphor. Well, it wasn't so much a metaphor. I actually just really wanted to be drawing for people, but uh, it was we're, good. We're I like right that. Now. You're sharp, mate. Oh, thanks, buddy. Well, hey, look. On the other hand, we can get this right, and uh, and if we do, there's some pretty yep. big benefits. I think the first thing is you're freed up to do your job, so you can focus on your role as business leader, business owner, business developer. So that's that's huge, and that's your future's going to thank you for that. Your business is going to continue to grow. It's not sort of pinched for capacity all the time. Yep. Uh, I mean, you can keep a clear head and focus on what, what you need to do rather than getting sucked back into the whirlwind all the time. Yeah. Uh, and this is cool. Your team actually learns to step up and, and has the opportunity to learn some new skills. And, you know, maybe that's they just do it for a couple of days. They get a bit of a taste for what the next step is uh, while someone's away. And that builds your, your the, the strength of your whole team, which is uh, is massively important. Yeah. Crucial, absolutely crucial, and such a great opportunity. So, look, how yeah. do we how do we actually put this in place? I think that's the key thing. Everyone's going to be uh, going to be wondering. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Well, we sort of touched on this. If you think about the impact, if you've got ten team members, one's pretty much away all the time. If mm. you've got twenty, it's two or three. Yeah, and if you've got thirty, it's probably five. Like it, people are away, so this is not something that goes away. No. And so, I guess the key thing is we actually got to plan for it and not just get by so that's the the first and probably most important lesson from today is be aware that people are always going to be away mm. and you're under capacity already even though you think you've got enough people 
Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I think that's important. It's like we said, you know, you got ten staff. If there's a you know, here in New Zealand anyway, you get four weeks uh, annual leave, which is like vacation time. I know this is different in every country, but it doesn't matter how many staff you got, there's vacation time. You add it all up. I mean if you got ten staff in New Zealand you have an entire year's worth of annual leave. You basically actually have nine staff and that's before you do anything else. It's before anyone takes a sick day, anyone has training to do, block courses, you know, whatever it is. Whatever yeah. it is. So you, you've really got to plan that into the way that you schedule your work and the way that you actually um, yeah, plan everything. Yeah. And so if you think about that, if you're always – let's just take the, the example of 10 because it's, it's you know, a nice, tidy number. There's one person in your business that basically needs to fill the gap all the time, and if that's you, you've already got a full-time job. How yeah. are you going you know, to do your job? And, 100%. and it's it's quite hidden this because you're like, why am I always so flipping busy? Why can't I get to what I need to? It's because you're trying to do someone else's job. Yeah, 100%. all the time. And I think like when we think about planning, you also go through a transition here, right? Like I remember even for us here at Profitable Trading, like once upon a time, smaller team. If you wanted to take leave, you kind of just did. It was like, hey, I'm going to go on leave, and everyone's like, great. Hey, you deserve a holiday. Uh, now you know bigger team and it's, it's getting to a point hey look we actually have to use you know a full on leave calendar um, much more formal application process and approval process because otherwise we can very easily end up with um, half the team away in one week so it just gets harder to manage and I think that's the thing is you need to be a bit more proactive with the way that you do manage this uh, as your team grows or otherwise you can very very quickly run into uh, into some problems right yeah yeah you basically let your clients down and and, and business really suffers yeah uh, so sometimes you're going to have to you know plan out when people take leave so that it doesn't double up and sometimes that's a bit tough yeah but, uh, it's going to create a you know stop a whole bunch of problems uh, yeah. as well and one thing just on that is like if you look at it um, I mean and I got stung with this recently uh, letting two people have leave on uh, on the same week um, one thing I thought I should have probably thought about is it's the middle of winter and uh, if you're letting two people be away voluntarily in the middle of winter the chance of someone also being sick is actually reasonable and um, you can very quickly end up with I approved two and now I have four gone so try to space them out a little bit more at times when you're more likely to get sick leave or you know you know there's going to be more block courses and training I mean these things are often you know, cyclical or seasonal yep. and, and you can kind of plan around that so but a bit of common sense and forward planning is, is really helpful here. That's smart. You deliver again. Oh, yeah. Call me the postman. That's right. We call Lyndon the postman as well. He, yeah, he's Lyndon's the real postman. Our big South African monster on the team. Yeah, he always, always delivers. delivers. Always delivers. Always delivers. That's what he tells us anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, look, here's the thing. If you're, if you're filling the gaps and you find that's really, you know, making life tough for you, I think there's two things uh, to look at. The first one is... Build bench strength. 100%. So if we think about a sports team, they're only as good as their bench, and games are often won off the bench. Yeah. I mean, how many points were scored from the bench is often a, a thing in, in, in games of basketball. So well, a, yeah. a good rule of thumb is you need one more person than you think. Yeah. Uh, so build in that extra capacity and, and bench strength. Yeah. Plus it takes way longer to train people and get them up to speed than you think. Uh and if you have someone, you know, leave and you're already stretched, then then it's a killer as well. And this is the other thing. If you have 10 people or 20 people in your business, doesn't matter how great an employee you are, someone is probably going to leave for a pretty valid reason. Not yep. that they don't like working with you, but 
maybe their partner has family somewhere else in the country yep. and they're unwell or they're elderly and they really need to they need to move back. Yeah. Um, just with the best will in the world, this stuff happens. Yeah. So building bench strength is uh, unbelievably important. Look, I've got a, I've actually got a story here, Tony. If you don't mind, Ooh, I love uh, it's it. one of my favourite uh, sporting stories. So, uh, if you're listening, you may have heard of a guy called Tom Brady. Um, maybe, so, yeah, just maybe. You know, he's, he's probably arguably he's quite the, famous. Yeah, quite famous. He's arguably one of the, um, you know, one of the best players of all time uh, when it comes to the NFL. Yep. Um, pretty famous story where basically what he did is he he went to the management um, at the Patriots when he was there, and he said, "Hey, look, uh, I want to take half my salary." Uh, and I, I want to give it back to you, and I want you to use it to buy me a great second-string offensive line. Basically, I want a better bench um, for the offensive line. And um, and they said, really? Like, what? And he's like, yeah, look, I've been studying um, all of the teams that have won the won Super Bowls, all the, all the great teams, um, and one of the biggest commonalities is actually that they have great second-string offensive lines. Why? Because at the end of the season, when it's cold and it's snowing, you're more likely to get injured and you get an injury or two in your offensive line and suddenly someone has to step up. And if they're not a great player, you now have a huge weakness in your offensive line and what happens, the quarterback gets you know monstered and can't run the game. And then the team just cannot pr- perform at the end of the season. Um Basically, this kicked up a huge stink. All the other quarterbacks in the in the league were really mad because uh, they kind of used Tom Brady as a yardstick. Like, I'm X amount as good as Tom Brady, so I deserve X amount as much pay. And if he's giving away half his pay, you're actually devaluing the position. Um, and you're setting a precedent that we don't want to live by. Uh, and Tom Brady, in an interview, got asked what he thought about that. Like, how do you feel about all the other quarterbacks feeling angry? Uh, and he said, well, look, it's just hard to comment on because most of the other quarterbacks will only ever watch the Super Bowl on TV. Uh, and I just love that. I love it. Uh, and I think, like, really what he's speaking to here is that whole thing. It's so important to have a strong bench because you will need them. This is not a maybe or a just-in-case or an insurance policy. And, you know, Tom Brady was willing to give away half his salary Half like and like for this guy, he's getting paid mega bucks. That's a lot of money, and he's willing to give that away back to the team um, because otherwise he doesn't rate his chances of being in the Super Bowl, let alone winning it. Uh, so you need that bench strength. And I think that's the big thing is when we're talking about this building extra capacity and bench strength, it's going to take time, it's going to take work, training, and there's going to be times when you actually have somebody who's almost a spare wheel. You have an extra guy that might happen on some weeks and you'll think wow what a cost and I'm like yeah but on other weeks when people are away you'll have just the right amount of capacity and you'll get work done and you'll make profit that you otherwise wouldn't have made because you'd be under strength um, and that's going to be far more common than being overstaffed that's massive because the the question when we talk about bench strength is oh what about the costs and the you know the profit margin it's going to cost me extra money well hey it might in the short term uh, a little bit of margin erosion, perhaps a few percentage points, but it'll pay off in the long term hugely, uh, both in terms of more profit in the long term because you can get the work done, mm. your factory's the right size. Two, you've got great customer service, so you're going to retain clients much better. Three, your stress levels are under control, and, right. and, and therefore you're going to make better decisions and just be a better leader as well. So uh, sometimes you need to take a little bit of today's profit and invest it for the future profit. Build a business for the next 10 or 15 years, not for the next two or three months. That's right. And don't get me wrong, And we're called Profitable Trady for a reason because we you know, 
focus really heavily on making people more profitable because it all comes from that. So you, you need to be as profitable as you can on a month-by-month -month basis. But sometimes that little extra investment pays massive dividends in the long term. Yeah, huge. And I mean, I'd go so far as to say it's not sometimes, it's most of the time. Yep. Um, and honestly, what will probably happen is you'll get that extra guy and then you'll just fill them up with work and you'll still be, uh, you'll no, still I mean, be in the same it, position. That's our experience yeah, as well. Yeah, you'll just be a bigger business with the same problems. So like it, it almost it almost never goes away, but I think that's that whole thing where it's not just getting the people, it's also training the people so that everybody's uh, strengths and skills uh, come up to the mark so that you never step down, people step up. And, yep. and I but, think that's point number two, yeah, right? Yeah, so point number two is rather than the pullback paradox, yep. use a push-up strategy. Do the step-up strategy. Do the step-up step up strategy. There we go, I like hey, that. What do you reckon? Uh, and that's where you get the next most capable person in the team to actually step into the role, Yeah, maybe with your guidance. Yep. Now, that might be a bit of a stretch for them, but what, a, what an amazing opportunity. Yeah. If you think about uh, maybe you've got a, a, a really solid tradesperson or a tech and your operations person is away. Yeah, uh, and they get into the office for maybe five or six hours or a couple of days a week for a couple of weeks and see the inner workings of operations and get a feel for getting materials uh, out on site and yeah, uh, you know, organising the team and stuff. What an amazing opportunity! You're building bench strength as well, and you're giving them the opportunity uh, to grow and develop, which helps right. with the brightness of future for your team. Yep, shows uh, the team that you're committed to their you know to their growth. Uh, and so what we do is we turn crisis into opportunity. That's right. Which is amazing. So you use the problem of absence actually as an opportunity to educate and, and develop people to build your bench strength. Yeah. Now, I think if you know you're going to do that as well, and I'm sure we'll do an episode at some point on succession planning, uh, but I think the big thing is like if you know that if my ops manager's away, I'm going to have to step someone up, then it starts you thinking about, well, who would I step up? And you think, oh, Mike. Mike's my probably best tradesman after my ops manager, you know, good leader. It'd probably be good to be able to step up into that role. So then you start just chipping away at training Mike a little bit here and there on what it's like to be an ops manager, which keeps him engaged. It gives him brightness of future like you're talking about, you know, make sure that he sees a future within your company. Um, and it's good for him. You know, he's going to be excited about learning new stuff. And then when your ops manager goes away at some point, because they will, uh, Mike's not being thrown in the deep end either. He has dabbled a bit, you know, and so... You can start proactively doing some training with people on the step-ups you'd like them to take if and when they have to. Um, and hey, look, worst case scenario, it doesn't really happen for Mike that often that he has to step into that role. But now you've got two people that could do it, and when you grow big enough to need two ops managers, Mike's ready and you're good. That's right. And if, if your ops manager ever leaves, you don't have that terrible problem of you know single point of failure, which is one That's person. It. So you can actually, you've got a ready-made replacement to That's step it. into the role. Now they may need a bit more training, but maybe the half or two-thirds of the way there already. And That's how it. amazing is that? Uh, because, you know, as a business owner, when someone hands in their resignation, you're like, my goodness, the sky's falling. Mm. Uh, that's a horrible feeling. But if you know you've built some of the strength, you're like, well, okay, well, it sucks, but, you know, we're cool. That's it. That's it. And I think that's the whole thing is it really should have a succession plan for, for most people in your business. And if you're proactively training on some of the stuff that need to step into other roles, then when this comes along... You're ready, you're prepared, um, and hey, look, it's good for the team. They enjoy it, they like it, they're motivated by it. So there's really nothing to be lost here, um, but there's a lot to be gained. But it does require quite a significant little change in the way you look at it, and that changes yeah. rather than you think, oh, well, I'll just jump in and fill the hole, you need to switch that back and say, hey, I'm going to be the last person to yeah. fill this hole. I'll do whatever the it takes to fill 
this hole with anyone else before me. Yeah. Uh, and if you consistently do that, it's going to have a huge impact on on boosting the, the, the strength of the team. Yeah, I try to think of it like you're the conductor of the orchestra. Uh, one of the you know, key violinists falls off stage uh, and you could either jump in and you could play that violin or you could just keep conducting the rest of the orchestra. I'm like, please conduct the rest of the orchestra because otherwise no one knows what they're doing. You jump in the violin chair, there's an extra violin going, but uh, yeah, everyone's but lost. It's all, yeah. all lost. Yeah, someone still needs to steer the ship, right? That's right, 100%. Sweet. Well, shall we land this plane? Let's do it. So growing your business, uh, you know, when you do that and you get a team, it does feel fantastic. It feels like you're making, you know, great progress until they start needing time off. And that may be because of vacation or sickness or training or, or whatever else. Trouble is you end up doing their job as well as trying to do your own. That's it. But what you need to do is you need to really at all costs avoid this pullback paradox and focus on building your bench strength so that your business can keep growing. And probably more importantly, it's going to stay fun for you to run and for you to own. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading. And it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trady in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrady.com dot com forward slash podcast call or if you can't remember any of that just check out the session notes